and welcome to the CNI podcast, the podcast where we take a look at what happens in the world and try to determine the greater context and the implications. I'm your host, Nick, and in this episode, we'll be exploring an ambitious plan put forth by Utah Governor Spencer Cox, the Disagree Better Initiative. As the newly elected chair of the National Governors Association, or NGA, Governor Cox aims to address the escalating partisan divide in American politics and promote a more civil, respectful, and collaborative approach to policymaking. Governor Cox's proposal comes at a time when political polarization seems to be at an all-time high, and today we'll be diving deep into the context, implications, and potential impacts of this Disagree Better initiative. Join me as we explore how this visionary plan could reshape the political landscape, foster bipartisan solutions, and encourage constructive debate for the greater good of the American people. Or fall flat on its face at the hands of partisan politics. Only time will tell. Now, to understand the significance of Governor Cox's initiative, we should recap a little the current political state in the U.S., which is that in recent years, meaning well over a decade at this point, deepening political divisions have hindered progress on critical issues such as immigration, abortion, various economic policies, other social problems, etc., etc. The list could go on for many, many minutes. And it has fueled animosity among politicians and citizens alike. The us-versus-them mentality has been at the forefront, which has led to a toxic political environment where progress just does not seem to happen. That is, perhaps, until Governor Cox made his call for leaders to rise above partisanship and demonstrate the power of healthy disagreement. So what exactly does this entail? Well, let's take a closer look at the key components of the governor's vision and break it down. Now, first and foremost, we should acknowledge that Governor Cox unveiled this initiative during his speech at the closing of the annual NGA meeting in Atlantic City on July 14th. So we only have the words from his speech to look at regarding what this initiative could entail. Now, that being said, Governor Cox did discuss four major pillars of the initiative. The first being a call for policymakers to create media ads with their political rivals from opposing parties stating that by presenting a united front and showcasing collaboration, politicians could demonstrate that respectful disagreement is not a sign of weakness, but could be a powerful tool for progress. Next, public service announcements, or PSAs, would play a crucial role in promoting Disagree Better, through which, obviously, a PSA, the elected official can address the public directly, their constituents, whomever they need to address, and emphasize the importance of civil discourse and the pursuit of common goals beyond the partisan lines. In addition to those PSAs, Governor Cox's initiative proposes regular debates across states. These debates would provide a platform for politicians to engage in open discussions, challenge each other's perspectives, and explore creative solutions to complex issues. Then, lastly, the Disagree Better initiative will include the inception of bipartisan service projects, engaging in hands-on service to benefit local communities. Now, with those pillars in mind, we can now start to deconstruct and discuss what this could look like in the real world and, once, and what that means. Once we have an idea of how it looks, then maybe we can start to get an idea of the bigger picture and what something like this could mean for the state of politics in this country. Now, let's start with the first pillar, which is about creating bipartisan media ads and having representatives appear together on commercials and other media. 
Now, since it's pretty much laughable to even pretend that Trump or Joe Biden could appear in an ad together, let us instead go back about 10 or so years, maybe 15, and imagine George Bush and Barack Obama in a commercial together. You're sitting watching a show and a commercial comes on and the first thing you see is Obama and Bush shoulder to shoulder addressing you about a topic that they believe to be of great importance. The commercial is orchestrated in such a way that it is very obvious these two are here together to on a common cause to promote a united front. How likely are you to continue watching that commercial? Now for me, I'd probably watch through that ad instead of hitting the skip button on my remote which I believe is the intent behind Governor Cox's point on joint media campaigns between parties. People are very likely to pay attention to ads or media relating to the side that they believe in, but anyone, regardless of policy lines, would be intrigued by the prospect of two large figures from differing parties working together and might be more able and more willing to listen to what they have to say. I believe that Cox thinks in a big picture and grand scale, especially amongst the leaders of states, governors, that this could play a critical role in fostering unity between parties. Now, let's skip forward a little bit to the next one, public service announcements. These are not typically done, and I cannot remember the last time I have heard a public address by anyone other than the president, and even then very rarely, maybe once or twice a year. Now, can you imagine if your governor, the governor of the state that you live in, or even your mayor, made regular public service announcements? And not just them sitting in an office in front of a TV screen uh, and camera telling the public on C-SPAN what's going on, but a perhaps regular spectacle where they would gather outside of the governor's mansion or governor building, whichever is in your state and address a crowd open to the public with cameras present, and they would just discuss anything of great importance, including bipartisan issues. I think that could be something really amazing for the country that maybe is not Governor Cox's idea, but would definitely fall within the realm that he proposes for public service announcements. Now, when you move on to his third idea about debates across states, I believe that one is the most crucial. In that, you would be able to have regular discourse, and this is discourse, not just an announcement by you know a person in power, but rather multiple powers talking with each other politely, not a giant fanfare of presidential debate that occurs every four years in our country, which is just fantastical nonsense and they'd never really discuss anything of great importance. Instead, this could be something like state governors going across lines and having polite professional debates with each other over various problems and issues that plague the country. And these would of course be televised within the states and maybe across the country. So thousands and thousands, millions of people could be watching and discovering what the differing politics of the country are in a context that is a little more calming and inviting than simple partisan news that you see today. Now, lastly, the Disagree Better initiative, the last thing that Governor Cox discussed, was bipartisan service projects. I don't entirely know what that entails, and I have a hard time believing that a young Republicans club and a young Democrats club would do very well together in some sort of service project, but 
I'm not entirely sure. That to me is the only thing I can think of. Now, that you have kind of a picture in your head of what these things could look like in the real world, what does all of it mean? In the big picture, this could dramatically and radically change the state of US politics in a way that could be lasting for centuries and create precedent on how politics are run. For example, let's say that only a handful of states, maybe three, that are bordering each other decide to really get in with this. And for the sake of simplicity and logic, let's say that it includes Utah, uh, Nevada, maybe Nebraska, states that are close together and involve Governor Cox's own state. And let's say that he convinces his neighbors to join him. And they start holding debates, Governor Cox and the governors of both Nevada and Nebraska. And they go and they have a three-person debate and they just essentially have a discussion speaking about the points that they believe, the points that they disagree on. And maybe instead of attacking each other over their disagreements, they have some curiosity and explore where each other are coming from. And as a result of that, they devise a solution that neither side could think of by itself. They go back, they speak with their cabinets and their respective state congresses and state senates, and they come up with policy to address an issue. And it works bipartisanly as well. It has support from both major parties and things happen. Now, don't you think the rest of the country might take notice of that? And once they do, maybe others begin doing the same thing. And maybe 10 years from now, that becomes common practice. And you have groups, clusters of divisions, essentially, like you would have in sports in the east, central, and west of the country, north and south, debating with each other regularly throughout the year, maybe once a quarter or twice a year, to really get out ideas and try to discover some creative policymaking. You could have governors from states across the country meeting each other who have very different political ideas and getting something new out of it that we wouldn't otherwise have. I think that perhaps is the most important of the pillars. Now, as for the media, media is far more reaching than you know a debate might be, even if it is televised. So if you create targeted ads, say there's a governor's race in New Jersey, and you have a Republican candidate and a Democrat candidate already selected and they appear on commercials together to discuss what they believe are the main points that New Jersey needs to focus on on a whole. They could say in the commercial that while we disagree on maybe how some of it's done, we want everyone in New Jersey to know that what we believe and what we want is the best for the state. And we have agreed that these issues are the most important issues. And we hope that you will tune in and listen to our upcoming debate and explore ways that we can work together to make this state a better place, regardless of which of us comes out on top. Perhaps not as exciting as them screaming at each other on a debate stage and undermining and undercutting what they have to say, but likely a more productive way of doing things long-term. When you take that and you then fast forward to whichever candidate has won in this state, and they do regular public service announcements, as I discussed a little earlier, out on the front lawn of the governor's mansion with TVs and an open invitation to the public to come and listen. Uh, you have an opportunity for commerce there as well, so that also helps in your state. Maybe get food trucks to come along, and you're getting business out of it. 
the governor does this once every few months or a couple times a year and addresses once again the issues that you may have heard of in our last ad that we ran during the election. Um, since I've now been elected, I've been working tirelessly on addressing the issues that my counterpart and I discussed in our commercials. And I wanted to update you on what's been happening. By doing that, they keep the people informed. And when people feel like they've been informed, they have a greater capacity of trust. And that is really where I think that idea has a lot of strength, is building trust with the public so that they can understand what exactly you're doing. And as part of that, like it and agree with you and earn more votes and ultimately make a community that cares about each other and could achieve economic success, not despite differences culturally and politically, but because of and working together to overcome those differences. When you combine all of the things that Governor Cox has laid out, it really, I think, will work. I think that when you look at it from a contextual standpoint and the implications, this is likely only to succeed if you can get all of those pillars running together because they reinforce each other. If you have ads of two candidates in an upcoming political race working together, you create the underlying foundation for cooperation. Then whomever comes out on top, holds public service announcements, reiterates their commitment to those issues in that policy and media campaign, further builds the trust amongst citizens. Then you take that, you add healthy debate. Now, as, as governor, you, they can represent your state and what you believe in and go across state lines, debate with other governors in a discussion that talks about what the important issues are in each state and how they're tackling it in one way. Maybe there are some new ideas that come about. The governor comes back, makes another public service announcement discussing that and keeping the people informed, even if maybe they didn't have the opportunity or time to watch the debate that happened across state lines. And you take those things together and once they get moving, after a few years or a few election cycles, it can really snowball into something where maybe you start having a community, a, even a large state with a big population that is comfortable discussing things with each other even if there are disagreements and being able to do so in a civil manner. I'm still not entirely sure how the role of um, bipartisan service projects plays in. I'm sure that involves actually going out into the community as Republicans and Democrats and other political parties and doing stuff together to showcase that you can work together and maybe get an idea of what each other thinks I'm sure the philosophical uh, and purpose of that would be that by spending time with someone, you can break down the barriers that keep you apart and you can have discussions that maybe create a bigger picture for you. So if you've met a stranger, to you they're just a stranger until you start speaking with them and then maybe they become your friend. That never would have happened if you didn't take the time to sit and talk with that person. And I believe that Governor Cox's idea is similar, that if you have Republicans and Democrats go out with each other and try to make better in the community at the same time and take that time with each other to discuss and have fun and work towards a common goal, that maybe you can break down those barriers and really soften the differences between them. Either way, all four of them together seem to be very powerful. Is this likely to happen? 
probably not with the partisan nature of our country at this time. But like I said, if it starts small, even if Governor Cox can get only one other state to help and even just start having a governor debate with, let's say Governor Cox can organize a debate with the governor from Nevada, just as a start to get this thing underway. And he speaks with the governor beforehand and says, this isn't going to be a classical debate. We're not going to be trying to undercut each other. I want this to be really more of a discussion. We'll have points that we'll need to discuss and um, and essentially disagree over, but it wouldn't be an argument. It would be a discussion where we'll go over what our points are, and then we'll use curiosity to try to get to the bottom line of what each of us think and how each of us will tackle the situation. Maybe in that process, we come up with something collaborative, unique, and creative. And then we can show this to the rest of the country, and maybe it'll take off. That would likely be the first step in doing this. I find it unlikely that you'll be able to convince political candidates running against each other to do media together. I think it's a fantastic idea. I just think it's unlikely that you'll get both of them to agree to it. So it would really, it's really the onus of Governor Cox. The ball is in his court to drive this home and make something of it. And he may have called on leaders to do so, but he's going to have to set an example and how exactly to get that done. And I believe that the best way to do that is to go out and invite a fellow governor to debate and make it clear that it's a discussion. Now, Governor Cox, if somehow this podcast finds its way to your ears, that is exactly what I would encourage you to do. Go out there and make an example for the U.S. and put us on a better path, because otherwise I think that it's destined to fail. On that note, I think that's where we have to end the podcast. Like I said, we don't have a lot to go on with what exactly this initiative is, so I can't really provide much more context or the possible implications for what could happen until Governor Cox or a group of governors bother to lay out in more detail what exactly this plan means. So we only have the core concepts. So unfortunately, it will have to be a shorter podcast, I think. Thank you to anyone who listened, and I will see you guys next time on the CNI Podcast. Goodbye. Thank you.